So here we are with uh, Inspired GM, and today we have uh, Mike and John. Uh, please tell us who you are and what you do. Okay, well, first of all, for anyone looking at this podcast, I'm John Galloway. And I'm Mike Newman. And together we are the co-founders of Speed of Sight Charity. Speed of Sight is a charity that is dedicated to providing life-changing driving experiences for people with all disabilities, from blind to disabled. What would you say, Mike? I would say that. Um, we deal with people of all ages with all sorts of challenges, and we provide the opportunity for them to enjoy the acceleration of getting behind the wheel, maybe for the first time because the nature of their disability means they can't drive, or maybe for the first time behind the wheel since their disability struck them down, or the accident that they had left them with a disability that means they've lost their driver's license. So for a few minutes, <clears throat> we put them behind the wheel, give them a driving session where they can forget their woes and enjoy the thrill of driving a race car on a racetrack. It's absolutely remarkable the reaction that we get from each and every one of our disabled track day drivers on the day. We deal with children from age five to, yeah. I believe we're all children, all our lives. So children as old as 89 have experienced a speed of sight experience. And motorsport does something to your heart and your soul. It raises the endorphins in the body. It raises the adrenaline, right, which is fantastic for mental health. Absolutely exhilarating. So this gives the track racers confidence, did you say? Yeah, builds confidence. Definitely, we had um, an indoor skydive only last Friday uh, that we held, and a number of supporters and people who've been dealing and have had experience, 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 came to support us last week. And there was one lady in particular called Caroline, and she actually had a brain hemorrhage fourteen years ago when she was pregnant, and that brain hemorrhage led to her losing her sight. Um, which is particularly very difficult for anybody in any circumstances. But if you factor in the fact that she was also pregnant at the same time. Yeah. The good news is the successful birth of her child, who's now obviously a teenage girl, right? Caroline, unfortunately, the bad news was she lost her sight. Right. And 14 years ago, she lost the sense of independence and the opportunity to drive. So anyway, you'd probably think, well, so what? What does that really matter? You know, there's more important things in life than driving. Yeah. So two years ago, Caroline comes to her very first speed of sight driving experience. And she went off. She's in full control of the car, brakes, steering wheels, accelerator, the whole lot, and sat alongside a competent instructor. Together, she had an exhilarating experience she's never forgotten. And what Caroline told me only last week, bearing in mind that's two years after her driving experience, on that day, it gave her a sense of achievements. It made her realise that she can be more braver. It gave her a sense of more positivity. And she said last Friday that that experience has increased her confidence. It's allowed her to embark and do things she never thought she would ever do. So certainly, 
Caroline and along with the other thousand odd people who have had an inspiring experience yeah. were humbled by their reactions and by the amazing support and goodwill um, that, that is out there. So I suppose that inspires you, doesn't it? It does, I have to say. Um, certainly not one of our experiences do I and the rest of the team go away not feeling amazing because the people are forever thankful for what they've done. When you see the individuals who have enjoyed the experience, not only is that a thoroughly enjoyable time to see that, but the reaction of the parents, the extended family and friends that bring them there on the day, the amazing volunteering family that we now have. Yeah, it is. I mean, what would you say, Mike? Uh, well, I'll touch on something John alluded to there. Our volunteers get so much out of it. They give up. They give up their time. They give up their day, but they walk away with the feeling of uh, of achievement. They've achieved something in their own lives by giving something to someone else. Do you have many volunteers? Uh, we have quite. A, we have a good uh, a good base of volunteers now. We're always looking for uh, more volunteers, particularly as we. Uh, expand across the country to different venues yeah so but without our volunteers the charity wouldn't exist Uh, they are vital to us and vital to the people that they help get behind the wheel and it's not just about it's not just about the instructors in the car it's about the other things that go on in the background such as meeting and greeting on the day for example helping them get to the car Um, they are also helping us get the cars maintained when they're not on the track we have volunteers that help us do that. Um, so there's a lot of uh, things that go on behind the scenes that we would be com- we are completely dependent on the volunteers helping us to achieve. We also not only deliver track days, we do off-road events as well. So we've got off-road vehicles, and that, that experience is uh, just as exhilarating as our track days. Very different environment, very different atmosphere, but certainly uh, is a fantastic fun we did one, we did an off-road last uh, summer, towards the end of last summer, and it was great to hear the, the individuals laughing their heads off, but it was also great to hear the instructors laughing with them. <laughs> they were laughing their heads off too, so everybody was having fun. It was, it was really uh, humbling to be able to work with the people that have so much to deal with on a day-to-day basis. Uh, but when they're in the car, they're laughing their heads off, as I said, and they're just enjoying themselves like anyone else would do on a on a track day. I would say that the we're full of experiences. Right? It's a whole great experience for people who want to enjoy a driving experience. But the SpeedSat experience is much more than just a driving experience. It's a whole volunteering experience. It's a visiting experience. And obviously, without any doubt, without the help of the volunteers that we have, on a day we can have 15 people who are dressed in branded gear. So we look the part, everybody's on the same page, and everybody is made to feel welcome and equal. And without a shadow of a doubt, it is a thoroughly um, inspiring collection of people who make this day something that most people will never forget. So the charity, how long has it been going and how did you get into it? Because I know, John, you used to do websites uh, and, and Mike, you used to be in fault. banking. It's all his fault. I'm pointing at you, Mike. Yeah. 
And you, 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 you sadly lost your sight, Mike, didn't you? Well, I was born with sight loss. You were uh, right. And uh, for me, I wanted to be a racing driver. Um, and that's something really not possible if you can't see. <laughs> <laughs> but that didn't mean I didn't want to do it. Yeah. Um, and I was fortunate enough uh, to get the opportunity to be able to get behind the wheel of a high-performance car and go very fast. Yeah. And from that experience, I started to meet lots of people that lost their license because of the disability that they'd been struck down with yeah. or through accident that they, they, they'd had. And whilst they're trying to rehabilitate their lives and adjust to the restrictions that their disability is placed upon them and learn how to live with it and work around it, the thing that they struggle with most was the fact that they couldn't drive anymore. And that got me to think about how I could get them back behind the wheel again mm, and enjoy yeah. the same excitement that I did when I when I was when I'm behind the wheel uh, and after many uh, many a month many a year of it pondering pondering over it and going round and round in my head I, I come up with a formula that I believed would work uh, and this is a business plan well, I was probably putting a bit, stretching it a bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, it wasn't written on the back of the cigarette packet, surely, in the pub. You can't write Braille on a cigarette packet. <laughs> but you can write it on a, on a bear map. But, uh, right. But it, it, it's formula, I say, a way that I felt it would work. Um, and I verbalised this idea to John one day, uh, who'd been helping me do other projects with cars. And he said, okay, mate, I understand what you're saying. I understand where you're coming from. And I'm, if I'm happy to try and help you move the project forward. So that, that was the idea was Ed, if you were. So once, once you verbalize something, it's out there. And I continue to pursue the idea. Uh, and eventually we got Speed of Sight, the charity organization up and running. We got our first car, we got our first participants, we got our first hassle or breakdowns and uh, all, the, all the challenges of, of what I realised then. It was running a race team and I thought, this is mm. incredible. We're running a race team for disabled people. We now have four cars, two track cars, two buggies. Uh, we've still got a long way to go. There's a lot of people we want to meet and help and work with. But this, uh, this last week we uh, started Project Baxter. Project Baxter uh, will, will culminate in our third buggy being built. And uh, this buggy is going to be a little different from our other two that we have at the moment because it's basically half the size. And the reason mm -hmm. it's half the size is because some of our people are half the size of other people. Yeah. Children. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. right. So okay. the little buggy is big enough to have an instructor in it, but small enough for the children to fit. So... So there'll uh, still be two people in it, two steering wheels. Two steering Absolutely. wheels. Absolutely. Yeah. Two hand controls, dual control pedals. And I say we started we started Project Baxter last week. When I say we started it, I decided that we would start it. Right. What you say goes. Well, what I say is often ignored. Uh, but um, what I... At some point, you've got to decide if you're going to do something or not. And we, I say, we started Project Baxter. I haven't got a penny to put towards it yet, but 
unless you start something, you're not going to finish it. Absolutely. And we will. We put a we put a grant application in uh, last week. We have no idea if that grant application will be successful, but if it's not, we'll try something else. But no, and there's always an opportunity for anybody watching this. You might say, well. How can I help, you know? All listening to this. You know, all all listening to this, indeed. Yeah. Um, is that we've just recently set up a text giving service, uh, which is um, SOS Donates. 7085 is the number. So they can they, they can donate to speed us out on there. But the reality is it's interesting that this program is called Inspire. Yeah. Because we've just launched a, a program for businesses, small businesses, out there who uh, want to be involved in something pretty special. And Speedus have devised a program whereby invitation only, we will um, embrace businesses who want to be attached to our goodwill. We will support them via our social media, across videos and and certificates signed by Mike for an investment of £25 a month, which literally is £300 for a whole year. But is that just for the year, or is it ongoing? That's ongoing. Well, we hope it's ongoing. Ongoing. Yeah. Yeah. We'd like people to invest in us and keep investing in us, and what they're able to see for that modest uh, investment is the difference that we're making with with people's motivation, yeah. people's self esteem, and people's sense of self worth. And the reason it's twenty five pounds a month is that we felt that we wanted to make it available to small businesses, not just the larger businesses. Yeah. Yeah, of course we want to engage with large businesses with of lots course of cash. That'd be fantastic. And when it happens fifty it pounds a month. Then. It, oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> but we want to make we want to involve people in, in a modest way, but that doesn't mean that the twenty five pounds is all they're asking for. Yeah. We want them to we want them to feel involved. We want, to come, we want to come along to the track days, see what it's all to about. To get involved. Right. Get involved, roll yeah. the sleeves up, see what difference it's making. And we also recognise that many of our business owners have people or know people, have friends or relatives that are, are, are struggling with a disability. And um, they may want to bring them along to get behind the wheel and have a go. Yeah. And yeah. also it, it shows their, their appreciation of social value. You know, it's, we all want to run successful businesses and organisations. And of course, you know, cash is king in any business and even more so in a smaller business. Mm. Right? And what we're doing is in return for that little investment, we are actually publicising that company's goodwill by being attached to what we do. And in doing so, together, we're passing on the gift to drive for those who would normally be unable to do that. It really is an amazing opportunity. Team building. Team yeah. building is, um, they get access to our track days exclusively throughout the season, yeah. where they can participate and join in. Um, and also we do lots of photographs, opportunities, and at the end of the day, what brand doesn't want to be seen to be giving back something pretty special? And that's changing lives. So, uh, Mike, I've got, I've got to ask you, are you inspiring or are you... I'm, somebody that never gives up. Are you? I'm. I'm inspired by the people that we work with. Yeah. Um, or stubborn. It's definitely stubborn. 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 I'm. I am bloody minded. Yeah. Um, I am optimistic. Yes. Um, and I. I. Uh, I'm a bit like a dog with a bone. I won't, once I've got hold of it, I won't let it go. Is that um, like stand down there? That's yeah, like stand. Yeah. 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 And he. He. Uh, he or his predecessors have shown me the value of teamwork. 
yes. uh, as a person with sight loss, uh, having a, working with a guide dog, uh, I'm able to achieve a phenomenal amount of independent travel. Uh, and I can go wherever I want, when I want with my dog. So he established in me a great ethic of teamwork and recognizing how important a team can be uh, will enable you to be successful uh, in, in the things that you want to achieve yourself. Uh, because if you've got people around you supporting what your ideas are, supporting the the effort that goes into a project, whatever it may be, uh, supporting the effort into a business being made successful, then that team will pull you through and your organisation. And this recognition for me came from my four for my four poured friend. Um, and uh, what thing I have, we have one one thing we haven't touched on so far is that whilst we talked a little bit and about our disabled clients and. Uh, how they enjoy the excitement and exhilaration of being behind the wheel. But we're, we are an inclusive organisation. If, uh, if we have uh, many occasions where we may have a child or that's got a se- severe disability, but their brother or sister is, is able-bodied, so what we, what we encourage and what we, what we enjoy to happen is that the able-bodied individual sibling takes part in the event as well. We give them a chance to get behind the wheel too. So we're able to provide uh, a shared experience. Uh, so it can be a family involvement. So they can all go home uh, uh, and everybody in that family, regardless of what their challenge is, have, to have taken part in an activity that, uh, together. And that quite often we've realised that the disabled member of the family can often get left out yeah. or the family will, will, will uh, hesitate about taking up activities because they don't want to leave their disabled person out of the activity itself. So right. we're in a very fortunate position that we're able to include everybody uh, and that has a fantastic benefit and improves cohesion within the family unit. And we, we've had on several occasions, for example, had grandfather who's lost his sight mm-hmm. and grandson, right, literally 11 years of age, suffering with um, autism, yeah. right, where both grandfather and grandson's on the racing circuit. We've had um, boyfriend and girlfriends, both blind, right, okay. um, dating, and they decided this would be a great way of enjoying a date. So they came in the speed of that experience. Like Mike said, we've had brothers and sisters and lots of siblings, um, mothers and daughters, sons and uncles. It's a big mix of people who are enjoying a whole experience that the world would have thought would have been impossible. So I've got to ask you, Mike, you've gone from being a banker to having nine world records. Is it still nine? Was it 10 on the uh, way? We have... Yeah. <laughs> oh, 10 God. on the way? Yeah, I've never seen ever. Okay. Uh, we, we, I, I would like to get, uh, do some more activity. Uh, I don't know what it's going to be yet, but uh, that's, that's never, never too old to enjoy. So, so anybody's got, got any ideas out there, I would be absolutely, <laughs> we'll, we'll listen to anything, honestly. <laughs> what were you going to say, sorry? Spaceship. What's the nine world records that you've got? So, Mike's quite modest, so I will actually ha- take this one. Right, Can you remember He more? actually hates talking about his records. Right. Um, so, basically, Mike is a multiple land speed record holder. He holds, he has set records on a motorcycle uh, at, a hun- at uh, just under 100 miles an hour. Um, then in a car, 
at four times a Jaguar XJR at 144 miles per hour. Uh, BMW M5 at 168 miles an hour. Uh, a Porsche GT2 at 187 miles an hour. And then ultimately, Mike always said, if he's going to be a racing driver, what speed did you want to achieve, Mike? We wanted to achieve over 200. When he says we, that's a real we. I mean, this <laughs> is Mike behind the wheel, I've got to say. He's in this the is car. you on your own, isn't it? He's in the car by himself. Yeah. Right? And he's guided by a chase card radio communication over a measured distance of two miles in both directions. It's incredible. So Mike achieved that in 2014. So he's officially the fastest blind man on the planet. Um, at the moment. At the moment. Right. But in, along the way on that journey, Mike also holds water speed records, right, and uh, obviously in the power F1 boats, um, and again achieving speeds of 105 and 110 miles per hour. Um, and in that, he even got time to fly a plane. Um, and that was basically doing the most loop the loops. Oh, in, it wasn't in the British Airways. Uh, it wasn't, no. I'm afraid, but that but is we, still up for grabs. That is still up for grabs. That was bring a whole new meaning to turbulence. How many, yes. how many loop the loops, Mike? Uh, 26. 26 You've loop done the 26 loops. loop the loops. And he was flying the lead plane. Um, and then obviously that wasn't enough, so Mike got a bit bored. So he got the opportunity to do a land speed record in a five-ton race truck. Right? And again, he sat in his truck alone. Wasn't Eddie Starbuck? <laughs> I would have loved it. If they're listening, well, listen, we can always go back and redo this. And, and he, set a, he set a record of 120 miles per hour. So speed aside... Not the, on the M60, surely. <laughs> no. So speed aside, we, we, we yeah, live by the mantra. Yeah. We live by the mantra of making the impossible possible. And certainly Mike has proven that. Over the last decade and a half, what he's achieved, I personally, is, well, I feel humbled by it. I feel inspired by it. Yeah. And having someone like Mike, um, you know, the, the driving force and the charity... The charity is very much in, in Mike's image, where we help people achieve their impossible, um, and that's to have a life-changing driving experience the world has told them wouldn't be possible. You said that um, it's the racetrack drivers that motivate you. Uh, you mentioned about the businesses that you're working with. Do they have to be local businesses no. to Greater Manchester? No, or? no, because we because we operate uh, across the country, and we're always looking to expand the venues that we can we can attend and go to. It was, it was always our always our, our ambition to to take our event to the people rather than the people coming to us. And when you've got a disability, travelling can be a challenge. Uh, one another challenge that they could do without. So we try to, we are trying to, and we'll continue to try to minimise the distance that people have to travel to come to enjoy our events. So that, that, means, that means that we work across the country. So we're looking for businesses around the areas that we're, we're taking our events to. And it's fantastic if we can get those to sort of sponsor the day that we're there uh, and support the people that are driving the cars for that day or doing the off-road events that I, that I mentioned earlier. Uh, so, yeah, we want people all over the country to get involved with what we're doing, 
that's disabled people driving and that's companies helping them to do so. You see, the interesting thing is there's lots of charities out there and sometimes it's hard for a company to think, well, hang on a minute, you're a charity that's all about driving. Well, you know, where's the synergy there? I mean, mm. you know, there's fantastic household name charities yeah. um, which, we all, which we can all think of in a heartbeat. Yeah. But the reality is we're the only charity like in the United Kingdom and probably in the world that do what we do. In the way that we do it, that is. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. But the reality is driving is at front and centre of society. We drive to work, we do the school runs, we have products delivered. Supermarket shelves wouldn't be stocked without stuff being driven and delivered there. So the reality is driving touches each and every one of us. And if you run some sort of a business, whether you have a, a company car or fleet of company cars or company car drivers, or you're selling technology to enable business to move on, then we are actually a fantastic fit because 50% of our clientele have been drivers in the past who have now encountered a stroke, yeah. who have now got epilepsy, who have now lost their sight. Right? These are people that used to drive, just like I cited right at the very beginning with Caroline, who lost her sight 14 years ago. So being able to give something back to those people and children is a fantastic thing for any business from a two-man band to big SMEs. So what would you say, and this is a question to, to both of you, so you first, John, and then, and then you, Mike, what's been the best achievement from the charity since you started? I mean, how long has it been going now? Is it? Well, next year will be our eighth anniversary. Eight, eight years. Absolutely. So what's the, the biggest achievement that stands out for you that you've, you, you've achieved? For me, every experience that we do is an achievement in as much as every one of them is a special. And I look back with with pride and I look back with where we started with, we didn't even have one car when the charity set up. And now we've got four cars and we're going on to more cars, right? Um, we now have a hardcore of volunteers and I look at those volunteers and I think, wow, we started this journey, just Mike and myself, yeah. with no volunteers, with no cars. We understood what we were trying to do and it is it can be lonely. And then you turn around and all of a sudden you've got 30, 40, 50 volunteers who are as passionate and are, are, are the best testimonial I can, I believe we have as the people who help us because we're not paying them. Right? They do this from their own goodwill. Yeah. Some of them give up the work time to come to every single track day that we ever do throughout a whole season. Right. And that speaks volumes. Well, do they just know. turn up on the track day? Yeah. It's all pre-arranged, yeah. it's all diarised. Yeah. You know, we have to know that we have a, a minimum amount of people there on the day to help us, right? And that's usually about 14, 15 people. Yeah. So we, we need to know if we're going to Teesside or if we're going to Rotherham or if we're going to Wigan round the corner. And what about the Trafford Centre? Do you still the do Trafford the Trafford Centre? We have we did an experience, a couple of experiences there this year. Yeah. Um, Trafford Centre have been fantastic for us, um, but because the charity has built up a little bit more notoriety, we've been lucky enough where we have a bigger selection of racing venues that we can go to. 
But of course, it would still be nice to do stuff where we can at the Trafford Centre. Of course, it's in an empty car park, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it's not empty when we're there. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, yeah, absolutely. We turn it into a racing Track. circuit on the day. Yeah. Right, and it's completely marshalled and policed and, and, and perimeter fences go up. So absolutely, it's a, it's a safe venue when we, when we are there. What about you, Matt? What, what, yeah. what, ins- what do you so, feel? So what was the question? Well, sir, the, what, do you, what would you say, in your opinion, was the best achievement from the charity since you started eight years ago? I think John's given you an idea. It's difficult to uh, single out one particular achievement, uh, so I'm going to have to go with two, really. The first, just, so I'm going to start with the second one first as well. The fact that we're still going is a fantastic yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're still yeah. here, True. and it is very challenging. It's very difficult uh, to 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 keep a small charity going from year to year. It is it's probably the most exciting thing I've ever done, and it's the most rewarding thing I've ever done. But the first achievement, I think, the best achievement is when when we got our first car delivered. I got the I knew eel, and I burned rubber. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, absolutely. That's what it's about. It's about giving people who would not normally have the opportunity to experience the thrill of motorsport. So, Excellent. I, so I was definitely uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Uh, I was definitely going to make sure that when the first car arrived, it was going to be me that drove it first. Um, right. And when we got uh, this, where I've said stubborn, didn't I? <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah absolutely. I would say selfish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But I suppose that's the motivation, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. That's your motivation. It, it was fantastic to get the car, get the idea out of your head, and then the car's built, and it's on the track, and I'm behind the wheel. And uh, what, What's going through your head when you're driving on your own like that? Um, <laughs> well, I think this is what I wanted to do. This is what I would be doing if my disability and robbed me of my sight. Yes. This would be what I'd do. And, you're, and, and, you're and doing I'm doing it, it yeah. And the interesting thing is for us, the plaudits and the, the recognition that we're now getting from some of the industries, the driving industry yeah. and the automotive sector um, have been fantastic now and it's getting better. So, for example, Motorsport UK, which is the governing body for all things motorsport, <laughs> Formula One, all the way down to grassroots motorsport. They've just written the biggest independent article about us I've ever seen, which is six pages, and they absolutely adore what we do. There's three driving associations in the UK, which basically are there for driving instructors. And driving instructors are front and centre of helping us deliver our experiences safely. And all three of those associations write about Speed of Sight and support Speed of Sight. And two of the three, we are their official charities. So in terms of a, a credible professional charity that has the endorsement of um, those sort of organisations yeah. gives a lot of peace of mind and credibility to the cause. And how do people, how can they get in touch with you? Well, they can come to our website, which is simply speedofsight.org. Uh, they're able to give us a call. We're, we've, we're in the office. If we're not on the track, we're in the office. And get this, when they give us a call, you've got either of the co-founders answering the phones so we're not a big posh charity where we've got receptionists right there's only four of us that work in the office and 50 percent of the time you'll get either myself or mike um of course we're on social media right facebook 
Twitter, Instagram. Right, so we, we're connected there as well, and we have a we have a great social media um, if presence. All that, that fails, just Google us. There Who are we? Yeah, exactly. Speed, Speed of sight. <laughs> John Galloway, thank you very much. Paul, it's Mike been a privilege, Newman. Mike. In thank you so much. Very inspiring story. No, and thank inspiring you. for your support. Paul, we've known we've known you on and off for probably two or three years now. No, it's longer than that. Oh, God, is it? Yeah. Is it? Oh, okay. It's about five years. <laughs> I think it is about five it's years. About five well, years. I think it's probably high time that we got you behind the wheel with a blindfold on. Yeah, absolutely. We need to do that. See how big your gonads are. Do you know, when I speak to people about um, the charity, and, and I say they put people, blind people, disabled people in their vehicle, and they drive... They look at me gone out. <laughs> they look at me gone out. And I say, no, there's no windscreen. Yeah. So they can feel the wind yeah. on their face yeah. and, and they can feel the speed yeah. that they're going. We need to film you doing a blindfold drive. Yeah. And we do that in businesses anyway. Um, on the and, M60. And team building. On no, team. No, we need yeah, some, absolutely. We need somewhere quicker than that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Much quicker than that. Windermere. We're yeah. the boat. Yeah. But listen, your support has been amazing. You know, you've you've been supportive from day one. Thank you. So we look forward to you coming along with Phil maybe next season and uh, do us and do another feature on us. But this time we'll yes. be on track where we could get your reaction. Is that our challenge? Yeah, that's your challenge. Come and join a sponsored, a sponsored blindfold drive. Come on, bring it on. And, that's uh, our challenge, what, Phil. What that will do for you is realise how important teamwork is. Because you have to rely, you have to rely and listen to your instructor. Yes. Because you, if you don't do that, you can't get around the track. Uh, and it, a lot of our feedback we get from um, our, our corporate uh, days that we do uh, with people who are driving with a blindfold on is that they are amazed to realise how quickly their brain will will pick its other senses up. Yeah. And the reason we put a blindfold on is that we try to simulate for a short time. Uh, doing a driving experience with with a with a disability, and we can't really take someone's leg off and stick it back on again, <laughs> or drop their arm off and stick that back on. So we found the easiest way: just put a blindfold on them for for a while while they race around the circuit. And most of our uh, participants will 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 gain a, a better understanding of 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 people that are on a day to day struggle with whatever challenge they've got. I'll have a word with my friends at Rolls Royce to see if they'll let me walk. Absolutely, I think if, if <laughs> he's going to fight you for and it you, today, you, you realise that you can be the driver. Yeah, like, there's, yeah, there's yeah. the challenge. I'll tell you, I'll get two, we'll have a drag race. We'll, we'll both be blindfolded. <laughs> How about that in, in a Rolls Royce? I'll guide you both. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> doomed then. Yeah. <laughs>